What You Need to Know is brought to you by Morongo Casino Resort and Spa. Good times, less than 90 minutes from wherever you are. Laura, what do you got? All right, guys. So I saw a video that went viral from a 16-year-old in Chicago. So this video is of a homecoming dance in Marist High School. So this young lady posted a video about her homecoming where all these kids were kneeling to a Spanish song. A lot of us know El Caballo Dorado. It's a really known dance song in the Latin community and pretty much anywhere. I mean, really. So she was really offended because her classmates, who she's like, I don't understand why, kneeled when the DJ played that song. And it was the only Latin song that he played in protest of the song. Not only did they kneel in protest, they started saying racial slurs. I got so mad when I saw this because I loved what this 16-year-old posted on her Instagram. She said, on Hispanic Heritage Month, you hang up our banners, a papel picado, throughout the school. You love our food, our ethnic fashion, and energy. So why do you resent us so much? I love that she didn't get crazy and went off. She simply asked why. So I just wanted to shine a light on that because, as you guys know, this is something huge to me. So I just wanted you guys to know, if you guys haven't seen the video, I sounded off on my Twitter yesterday. So you guys can go ahead and see that video. Yeah, it's, look, man, we live in this world of just, like, I don't understand what happened. Like, I, I maybe it's, here's here's the deal. Like, we went, I, I get it that people, uh, perhaps, what it felt like was mostly behind closed doors, um, were, you know, had their, obnoxious perhaps uh intolerant beliefs uh but it it, you know over the last five years or so there has been a green light to just do that out in the open and it's just it it's not it's not cool like nobody thinks that's cool like i'm just being real with you like intolerance is not cool (laughs) um and you know protesting a song seems borderline absurd to me um but i you know those kids learn that stuff from somewhere is kind of my point. Like that, that isn't just, you know, 16 year olds or 14 year olds or whatever they are. Don't just learn that on their own. Like, yeah, maybe you can blame the internet or whatever a little bit, but you know, some of that stuff starts at home is what I would say. I'm actually just shocked that these kids, like who, who organizes this? Like, Hey, they're playing a Latin song. Let's all take a knee and protest. Like, who organizes such a thing? And who knows taking a knee during that song is a form of protest? I don't know, man. This is just, like, if this if these were my kids and this happened at my kids' high school, oh, dude, I would be going off. I'd be furious. Oh, my goodness, I'd be so angry if I were the parents. Uh, yeah, but my guess is probably some of those parents weren't that angry. Is the thing. No, but I'm saying, like, for me. No, no, like, you individually. Yeah, yes, I'd be, I get it. I'd yeah, be I, furious. I get it. Yeah, yeah, I totally get it. Uh, thank you, Laura. That is what you need to know. Brought to you by Morongo Casino Resort and Spa. Good times, less than 90 minutes from wherever you are. All right. So, Lindsay, you brought up an interesting story to us in our group chat this morning. Could, would you care to share? So, I mean, I, it was a tweet that I saw online uh, either yesterday or the day before. Tamar Braxton, who's like a singer in a reality reality TV show girl. She's on like the Braxton. I think she's Tony Braxton's sister. Oh, okay. Um, so she tweeted out, uh, is there something wrong with me not wanting to go half with a dude? I don't mind paying for both of us sometimes, but I'm not going half none of the time. It's a total turnoff for me. Do y'all do y'all guys think about go? What do you think about going half is sexy? Maybe I'm old school, but that ain't it. What do you think? And I agree with her. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I got to be honest with you. Like, 
I always offer to pay men. You know, I, it doesn't matter if I'm going out with like a, a a female colleague or a male colleague or a friend or whatever. I just always offer to pay. Like, you know what I mean? Like, Kaplan, you and I went to lunch, what was it, a month or so ago, maybe two months ago? Yeah. And I was like, yo, I got it. Don't worry. No, no, no. I'm like, I got it. Go. You got to go. He had, you had things to do. I was like, I got it. You know what I'm saying? Like, I I just don't understand the 50-50 thing. Like, I mean, maybe if, like, you're having, like, this crazy big dinner, um, you know, and you've got some super fancy, expensive place and you don't want to, you know, maybe it's just you and your buddy and you're like your wives or your girlfriends or, or boyfriends or whatever. Like, you know, there's significant others. You want to you want to split it, I guess, like 50 50 makes it easy. But, you know, like I see people out there with the calculators and all that stuff. And yeah, that, that's, <laughs> that's not weird. Great. That's extra. Yeah. You yeah. don't do that. Look, yeah. I actually read the whole thing wrong. I thought you were saying that she was OK. I don't mind going halfers with a guy. Like, I genuinely don't care. I'll pay the bill and you pay the next one. To me, it's irrelevant. But don't do the calculator thing. Like, if the bill is X amount of dollars, you split it down the middle. That's it. You don't got to do the, oh, I've had one particular person in my life that's no longer a friend of mine. She would do that. Like, she would calculate to the cent how much she would owe on a bill. And I'm like, yo, we got it. Like, we got it. That's too much. Poor but server. I think what what she's saying, though, is is that, okay, she goes out on a date with a guy. They're having a nice conversation. They've ordered a couple glasses of wine. They've had Mm -hmm. a nice dinner. The bill comes, and the guy looks over at her, and he says, okay, it's $100. You put in $50. I'll put in $50. Like, to me, that's just tacky. It's awkward. It's a very awkward conversation. Like, I don't know. I think it's awkward for a guy, A, to suggest it, Um I, I agree that it's tacky. I'm someone where I would rather just, instead of dealing all, it's an awkward situation, you know, especially if it's like an earlier, like a first date or earlier in yeah. the relationship. I would rather just be like, I'll just get it. You get it next time. I don't know. And well, I, was, well, Laura I was a said server. It, Laura it, said it depends. That, weird. It no, but, depends. But, but, it but depends what Laura on... said was, is that sometimes the guy picked it up and then, hey, next time I'll get it. Hey, that's nice. That, that's actually a nice thing. I'll tell you guys something right now. You know what guys find really sexy? Successful women. No, um, they success- don't. No, they do. No, they, they don't. Do. You but, think guys are intimidated by by yes. by successful women? 100%. Oh, I totally disagree. Well, then you know what? Then you're with well, the I wrong think, guys. I think that's an age thing. Though. Yeah. I think no, Kaplan's I agree. Right. But see, here's the thing, though. I also, and I think this is the key thing about the dating and the splitting and the halves, is what date are you on and how evolved is your whatever you got going on? Because it's the first date. Nah, man, you better pay that. Like, right. you you got to handle that. The next one, we can go halfers or I can pay or whatever. I think it it just depends where you are. And a lot of people are so uncomfortable about money and like dating. It's like you need to be open about those things and it shouldn't be an uncomfortable, you know, conversation. Like the first date, men pay it. If she's like, oh, I got it. No, I got it. Like, just pay it. The next one, if she's successful, she's going to get it or she's going to want to get it. When did this change is my question. I don't know, man. I'm 33 and I've been dealing with it since I've been dating. So. I think I think it's like a newer thing with the whole, you know, obviously over the past you know, time, things have evolved in the whole dating world. Whereas traditionally, a man is thought to, to be the one that should be responsible for taking care of the bill. And I mm-hmm. think nowadays in 2021, I think splitting or a woman paying is more, I guess it's more uh, normal, acceptable, whatever. But... In general, generally speaking, men still make way more money than women, just generally speaking. Mm -hmm. And not only that, like, whatever happened to courtship? Like, shouldn't a guy still, like, you know, chivalry should still court a woman? And I think Mm -hmm. paying for the bill, 
the you know, and again, I'm not. I I agree with Tamar Braxton saying like I'm not afraid to pick up the bill. Like I'll pick up the bill, but I think the whole conversation about like oh let's split it in half or I had this and you had that. I feel like that whole conversation is awkward, especially in a date situation. So I, I would rather not have that. it. I yeah. could never imagine that happening. Let me tell you guys something. So look, I was married for 17 years, and all of a sudden I find myself in my late 40s and I'm single, right? And any date that I ever went out on, there was never a question of, hey, are we splitting this? Or, hey, are you getting it the next time? It was always, I'm getting it. Now, I started getting into a relationship with my current girlfriend, Rachel. It's two years. She's a very successful woman. Um, she's been you know, a professional for many years. She makes really great money. Um, and I could keep running down the resume. But bottom line is, more often than not, when we go out, I feel like I pick up the bill. Although... There was this period of time for like two or three weeks where, I don't know, everywhere we went, she was paying the bill before I could even get to it. And let me tell you something, girls. It was hot. It was a major turn on. Guys, am I right here? Like, you go out, you have this expectation, you're going to pick up the bill, and your lady who's successful gets it before you can even do anything. And you're like, you know what? I just appreciate that, that she doesn't expect me to pay for everything all the time. Like, for example... We went to a wedding recently. It was my friend's wedding. I paid for the flights. I paid for the hotel. It wasn't even a question mark. We went to something that was her friend's deal. She may have paid for the hotel. She may have paid. And nobody, we, we don't have those conversations like, hey, I picked up the hotel last time. Or you pick up the, we never have those conversations. We just sort of just do it. The notion of, hey, I'll pay half for this dinner and you pay half for this dinner. I can't even imagine the uncomfortable nature of that conversation. So I don't know who this I don't know who the guys are that that Braxton is dating, but I don't, I don't, I don't think know, it's man. an uncomfortable conversation though. Like, look, my friends and I, when we go out, there's always like one pays a bill, whatever. Well, if that's friends, you it's know, different. I know, but I'm saying like just in general, like it's not an uncomfortable. I've dated guys where I've paid half, they paid half, or I paid one and they paid one. I think it's how comfortable are you in that situation with the person that you're dating, like. If you're dating to date around and to mess around, that's one thing. But if you're dating to build something with somebody, those are conversations you're going to have anyways. So if you can't even do it in like a simple dinner, like, bro, you guys ain't going to last. All right. I have a question for you guys. Tell me what I should do. When Jennifer and Aniston and I start dating. Never. It's it's (laughs) bound to happen. Okay. But tell me what I should do. So Jennifer Aniston and I get together, right? and, And we go out and she's been on Friends She's got the morning show, which I haven't started yet. She's got, you know, movies. She got millions. She's loaded. And then there's me. Right. Just just work with me here, everybody. Dream with me, please. And then there's me. I'm a sports radio guy. I'm doing all right, but I ain't making Jennifer Aniston money. When Jennifer Aniston and I go out for dinner, should I assume that Jennifer is picking up the tab? Yes. No, you need to pay. You pay. <laughs> And you then she can pay. She has I millions of dollars. I think. No, no, but you need so. to pay. You can show her you're not willing. You're not trying to move. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Off. You yep. should. You should totally offer. You should mm. offer with the with the idea in the back of your mind, like ah, oh, maybe she's gonna pay. But I will say, my brother, let me tell you, he just got married, mm-hmm. and his now wife told me that the first date they went on, my brother is one of like the cheapest. He's a financial advisor. He's all into money. Mm. He's one of the cheapest people I know. He used a coupon on their first date, and I was like, nope, there would not be a second date. Absolutely not. And she, she she ended up marrying him. So I guess some people are okay with it. Hey, I want Jennifer Aniston to know, and anybody who's listening right now who's going to get back to Jennifer Aniston, we go out to dinner. I don't care where it is. I don't care how much it costs. I got it, okay? I'm not, it's not even a question mark. 
But down the line, when we start going to all these fancy places and we go to red carpet events and I got to get all dolled up and everything, um, you know, I'm kind of with you at that point. I'm sort of your boy toy, you know, and I'm willing to be that just so everybody knows. <laughs> all right. Nonetheless, where are you on the paying of dates? 877-710-ESPN, 877-710-3776. I'd want to hear from the gentlemen. I want to hear from the ladies. I want to hear, you've heard from Lindsay, you've heard from Laura, you've heard from Kaplan. I mean, to me, it's it's simple. Like, you just pay. I always offer to pay. It doesn't matter who the hell I'm having to dinner with or whatever. I generally offer to pay all the time. Um, So... Yeah, so if you want to be, come be my friend. I'm paying for you. I, I got the tab. Don't worry about it. <laughs> I'm going to start dating uh, you, George. Yeah, there you go. Uh, but I, I'd love to hear from the audience on that because I do think it's, it, it is it, – it, I think that th- times have changed in a lot of ways. But I, I think that – you know, I, I'm not with that. I'm fairly progressive in general, but I don't know if I'm with that, to be frank with you. All right, coming up next – I want to get to this MVP race in the NFL. If you're a Rams fan or a Chargers fan, you should be very excited right now. Uh, not only at the possibilities of the MVP, but bigger picture, even beyond that. We'll get to that coming up in a moment. Stick around. 710 ESPN. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any 8-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number 8, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature 8-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number 8, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. There we go. Yeah. Happy birthday, Ashanti. Come on, man. You don't know this song, Cap? You have to know this song. Yeah, I know this song. You know why? Why? Because Alex Toussaint plays this song in a 30-minute club bangers ride on Peloton. That's why. All your musical knowledge, I think, (laughs) post-2000 is all Peloton. I was going to say, that's how you know any song is like, oh, it's on club bangers, for sure. Peloton club bangers. Alex Toussaint. You want to know something? I've actually been thinking that what I'm going to do is I'm going to start writing down the entire playlist from Alex Toussaint's Club Banger Rides. You should. And then, and then I'm going to bring them to you guys. And like every time you ask me what the name of the song is, I'm going to say the name of the artist and the song. And even if I'm wrong, it's going to impress you that I know the song and the artist, even though I don't really. But it's just something I wrote down from Alex Toussaint's Club Banger's Ride. Anybody on Peloton, follow me at Scott Kaplan. Let's ride together, baby. Uh, Come on, all right. Check out my stats, dude. Are they good? Yeah, they're pretty good. Like what is pretty good? I don't, I you know, I don't know Peloton, but what's pretty good? Well, I mean, I'd say like in a thirty-minute club bangers ride, I could probably burn like five hundred calories or so. Uh, like today, I I worked Wait, out with five hundred and thirty minutes. Yeah. Oh man, I used to do spin classes where I would burn like two thousand and thirty minutes. Wow. Uh, she just yeah. made you have, not look so pretty good. I'm I would have say. to. I'm gonna have to see that for myself, Linz. I'm I mean, have to I always that. did like the uphill hardcore ones because those so are the best I. ones. So do I. So do I. Okay. I do that. Right. I have a. I have a really a great teacher. I love right now. Her name's Olivia Amato, and I love her Hidden Hills class. You know, she'll go hard for 20 seconds, off for 10. Hard for 20, off for 10, and that goes on for 30 minutes. And I am just drenched, soaked. So I love them all. I love Alex Toussaint. I love Olivia Amato. Uh, I love Kendall Toole, the former USC cheerleader. I love her. So I love all the, the Peloton instructors, you know? Okay. Come work out with me, people. Follow me on Peloton. Really wish I had a Peloton. Someone get me a Peloton, please. So, for my Greg birthday. doesn't use his. Oh, Greg has one? 
Yeah. Doesn't Greg have one? I don't know. But you know what we should do? We should get somebody in the sales department to work on that. How about that? Oh, Kate's. Kate's, let's give me a Peloton. <laughs> all right. There you go. Let's make that happen. Uh, all right, real quick. Let me do this. Let's do this MVP thing because I want to get to the calls. We have a full board of calls about people talking about who pays for the date and who should pay and should you split, should you just pay for it, like all that kind of stuff. So real quick, here's uh, ESPN's MVP uh, race at the moment. This is uh, who they've, you know, they've basically tabulated kind of their votes. Um, and, all, and the odds, by the way, are, uh, you know, it's a combination of, the experts plus the odds at Caesars. So you ready for this? Okay, listening. Guess where Josh Herbert or Scott, excuse me, Justin Herbert is. Um, Justin Herbert. I mean, he's he's a hot commodity right now around the NFL. I'd say he's probably top five, but maybe like four or five somewhere in that neighborhood. I mean, you're right with top five. Number two behind Kyler Murray at the moment. Um, now Kyler oh. Murray. No problem with Kyler Murray being the front runner for MVP at the moment. Undefeated team. He's been incredible. He's completing. You know, seventy something percent of his passes right now. It's just ridiculous what he's doing. Yeah. I'll but tell you Herbert, what, it's going to be an interesting game this weekend. Arizona, undefeated, goes to Lindsay. Your Cleveland Browns. They were my yeah. Cleveland Browns last week, but they're your Cleveland Browns this week because I'm a Baltimore Ravens fan this week. But um, seriously, that's an interesting game on the road against a quality Cleveland team with a really serious pass rush. But can they slow down Kyler Murray? I'm curious to see that game this weekend. Yeah, but Herbert and company, um, they. Listen, you can't deny this kid's a star. Even yep, you, he is okay? A star. He Charger is. hater has yep. said that he's a star. Yep. He has 1,500 passing yards. He has more passing yards than uh, than Murray. Um, he's got more passing touchdowns, more total TDs, because he's rushed for more, too, um, than, than Kyler Murray this year. Has one less interception, and his QBR is right there. Like, he is av- having equally as good a season as Kyler Murray is at the moment. So no, you're right. Listen, it's true. I am the, the president of the charger hater club. However, I can um, look at things analytically. I can separate my emotion at times and I can see with my own eyes, Justin Herbert is an absolute superstar yeah, and he's only he's... a second year player. The question I think a lot of people have is how much better can he be? Uh, how much well, better clearly... is this guy going to be? Clearly, he's showing us he can still be better. Uh, so that's that's the top two. Allen, number three. Josh Allen, Tom Brady, your boyfriend, your boy. Yep. You know uh, I love Tom At number Brady. four. Dak Prescott at five. Now, just missed, as in the next couple, um, uh, the next group, Lamar Jackson, Matthew Stafford, Aaron Rodgers at the mm-hmm. moment. So, well, apparently this must have been done before the Monday Night Football game when Lamar Jackson brought Baltimore all the way back against Indianapolis. No, 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 mm. no. Written this morning. Wow. Surprise. I'll be curious, though, this weekend, again, you know, you talk about interesting games this weekend, and the Giants hosting the Rams is not one of them, in my opinion. But I will tell you this, the Ravens hosting the Chargers, young superstar quarterbacks, slightly different skill sets. What happens when the Chargers have to go east and play in Baltimore against a superstar like Lamar Jackson? That, to me, is a really interesting game in the 10 o'clock window on Sunday. I'll be watching that one. Yeah, we'll we'll uh, we'll make sure. I love how you mention how like you you love like kind of highlighting the games and tell us that you'll be watching it. Right. I want everybody to know which games I'll be watching so that we can all get back <laughs> together on Monday. And yeah. if you were watching something different, I'm not talking about your game. Well, that's because yeah. that's not the game I was watching. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I'm just making sure that everybody knows what you're watching. <laughs> I will be watching the Rams and the Giants, but I got to just say that the Rams yeah. schedule is kind of yeah. right now. It's in a little bit of a funk. Because the next few games are just not sexy, per se, but we can talk about that later. All right. Listen, we got 10 people on hold here. Let's get to some of these calls here, okay, about this dating stuff or any of the Dodgers stuff or the NFL stuff, we've been Lakers stuff we've been talking. Jose in Wilmington. Jose, what's going on, brother? Hey, good afternoon, everyone. So I think when it comes down to a dinner date, 
whoever offers the dinner date, that person should pay the dinner date. More than often, it'll be the guy. So I think none of this splitting, none of this, look at the bill and see who, what you got, what I got. If I offered you out on a date, I'm expected to pay your dinner date. Now, that's funny you mentioned that, Jose, because I generally believe that. Like, and I, thank you for the call. Like, I have invited a, uh, you know, a colleague for, for lunch, right? And I've told him, hey, bro, I know you live in Beverly Hills. I live in the South Bay. You know, when we do lunch, we trade off. Sometimes I will go up to him. Other times I'll come down here. But if I'm the one that says, hey, let's have lunch, I pick up the bill. So that is my general – that is a general rule for sure. Um, now, I generally try to offer, as I mentioned, to pick up the bill. But if 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 it's if it's the if I have not been the person that was that called the lunch, if I was summoned to lunch and that person insists on paying, then at that point I will uh, relent and say, "Okay, fine, you know, you got this one." I will relent when somebody says to me, "Oh, this is my company and it's an expense." And oh, uh, right, immediately you have to go with that. Yeah, right. if somebody else is paying for it, and it's not even them. Then you just yeah. take it. Yeah, and I'm like, "Okay, that's fine. Yeah. You can pay yeah. for lunch. That's cool." Right. Thomas in L.A. Thomas, what's up? Hey, what's up? How y'all doing? Uh, hey. f- first of all, Kaplan is completely right. It, it's totally attractive when a woman pays. Yeah. And I think 100% of the time, the man should pay when you're in a dating phase. But once you're in a full-blown relationship, you guys do whatever you do at the moment. doesn't matter who pays. And you also have to be aware of when you're in the dating phase, what restaurants are you going to? Because some people are trying to stick you with the bill when it's a steakhouse, but they'll pay for McDonald's every day. So you got to be careful with that, too. Yeah, yeah. You're going for you're going for like a hike, right? And they're coming back and be like, oh, yeah, let's grab some like In-N-Out. And be like, oh, I got that, honey. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Like, yeah, yeah, I got you. I once yeah. dated a girl, Thomas, and she would always say it like this. I pay for lunch. You pay for dinner. So, you know, lunch was always, you know, 30, 40 bucks, whatever, between the two of us. And dinner was always 100, 120. You know what I mean? She, yeah. I pay for lunch. You pay for dinner. Like, okay. So, Lynn's. Linz, what do you think of Jose and Thomas's approach to this at this point? I totally agree with what Thomas said because you've always got those people that are very, uh, they're calculating their moves, like making sure that they're planning out ahead of time which restaurant you're going to and like looking up in there, they probably have like a little notebook or something like, oh, we paid last time. I'm going to go to the expensive place because they're trying to pay. <laughs> totally, totally. But I also agree that like, like I said, I think when you're courting a woman, is antiquated in an old school, whatever you want to say it is, I think that a man should still at least offer. Yeah, There's yeah. plenty of times where a guy offers, and I'm like, no, 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 I got it this time. On a first date? Not on a first date. Okay. No, even, you know, Laura and her agree on that, too. Like, the first date part of it, I think you got to take care of that. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, you're you're in the courting phase, as Thomas said and as Lindsay said. Let's but try to Albert you, and... I'm telling you, successful women, Laura... Guys are very attracted to, to no, successful no, no. women. No, 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 older dudes. Young no. dudes are not. They're but intimidating. I'm not trying to date Grandpa Laura. like, no, damn. I know, but I will say this. You're right. It's true. Guys that don't have enough self-esteem and guys who don't have enough confidence, you know, those guys get turned off because they can't handle it. But guys who are equally as successful or guys who are a little bit more mature, we are turned on by successful women. All right, let me go to Albert and Carson. Albert, what's going on, man? Hey, what's up, man? Another uh, show. First time caller, long time listener, but uh, yeah, man, I think the guy should pay all the time, or at least offer to, or something like what Cap says, like where maybe the waiter comes, brings the bills, like oh no, it's taken care of, you know, by the girl, or you gotta at least ask the girl twice, like nah, I got it, she's like nah, I, nah, I got it, and like nah, nah, I got it, like no, I want to get it, or something like that, you know what I mean? That's just my opinion, but I think I- a guy should pay most of the time. And another thing is like all these guys that want to split the bill, I think they know that they want to split the bill before the day even happens. So why not reschedule the date 
or get a part-time job so you don't have to do that. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Get, make sure you do it on a day you get paid, dog. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> yeah, exactly. that's what I'm saying, man. So I'm with you. I mean, I'm with you, day Or get another job where you don't even have to ask to split. You know what I mean? Right. Unless yeah. it happens, like Cap said, it's yeah. taken care of or, you know what I mean, you ask, at least, you ask the lady at least twice. Yeah, I'm with you. Now, Laura, I want to get to you on the other side um, after Radio Tinder because Radio Tinder is coming up here in three minutes. But I, I want to make sure – Laura said that bitter in the ass once. All right, so I want to get that to that as well. We got Radio Tinder coming up. Um, also, we didn't get to the Steve Mason moment of today that we got to talk about. We're going to do that hopefully in the next you know 30 minutes or so. So stick around for that. You're going to want to stick around for that. <laughs> We all know breakfast is an important part of your day, but sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. All right, Linz, what do you got? All right, so Halloween's coming up, so all kinds of horror movies are playing. There's a couple new ones being released. One of them is the Chucky TV series. So fans of the iconic horror doll Chucky got to see new life breathed into the character with a fresh storyline thanks to the new sci-fi series that premiered last night. The new series sees a small town massacred after the evil toy escapes from a yard sale. How is that for a plot? Uh, Soon after Chucky makes his escape, a string of horrifying murders begin to threaten the town and expose its dark secrets. The show will also reveal the untold origin story of the evil doll. Are you guys in on checking out the new Chucky TV series? Swipe left or swipe right? Cap. I'm going to swipe left, and I'm going to tell you absolutely zero interest. And it's not because it it might be a great series, for all I know. Okay? But there's so much content available. Last night, I finally got through episode three of Squid Game, blowing my mind. I've still got to get to episode nine of Ted Lasso where Coach Beard goes out and people are hitting me up going, dude, you got to see this episode. It's the strangest episode of them all. I haven't seen it yet. And I really want to watch Chappelle for the second time to see if I missed a whole bunch of stuff the first time. So, Chucky, not on my on my list here of things that I need to put in queue. I can tell you that. Uh, I'm swiping left as well. Um, I feel like Chucky, much like... Freddy Krueger became like a stand-up comic and less scary. So, I, yeah, I have zero interest in it. Well, he he was, I mean, the, the sequels are terrible, but I think the original Chucky was good, and I think I need to at least watch the first episode because that was one that I loved. You know, I loved the 80s and 90s stupid horror movies. So I'll check out one episode, and I'll report back. If it's good, I'll tell you guys to watch it. Yeah, I mean, you got to give me like some glowing endorsement, like, dude, drop everything else you're doing and watch this. It's that good. That's what Squid Game is for me right now, and it's your fault, George. Okay. Sorry. Well, speaking of Squid Game, YouTube star 
Jimmy, Mr. Beast Donaldson, that's what everyone knows him as, is Mr. Beast, including my nephew who loves YouTube. Uh, he told fans that he would replicate Squid Game in real life if his TikTok video reached 10 million likes. Since it was posted on Monday, it has received 15 million likes. Squid Game, which is a Korean language series that centers around a group of economically deprived people who enter a competition in the hope of winning tens of millions of dollars. But the competition, as you guys know, uh, involved a series of challenges based on traditional children's games with a deadly twist at the end. Uh, Several TikTok influencers said that they'd be interested in competing in a real-life Squid Game. If Mr. Beast were to make it happen, would you want to see a real-life Squid Game? Swipe left or swipe right, Sedano? No, left. What the hell are we talking about here? Are you serious? No. I don't want to see people die. It's crazy. Yeah, I'm going to swipe left also here. I'm with you, George. Again, People will watch it. Let's be serious. Oh, yeah. But listen, here's the thing. Episode three of Squid Game, and that's where I'm at. I don't want to ruin the storyline for you, but I'm just going to say this. It was horrifying how violent and gnarly it was. I mean, horrifying. Seriously, gnarly. All so, over a game of red light, green light. No, no, no. Red light, green light was the first episode. In episode three, they decide to play this game where they, they give you this cookie and you got to like cut out the, the, the shape of the cookie. And if the shape breaks, like let's say you had a star and, and, you, and it breaks, you're dead meat. You got to have, you know, that's why that, that game of operation back in the day, you got to have a really steady hand. Oh, that's funny because you said that would be your squid game too. Yeah, yeah. I'm good at it. Good. Yeah. Or I was yeah. good at it. By the way, great job not ruining the story. No, I didn't ruin the story. I mean, you, I mean, you kind of told yeah, people what kinda, was going on. You kind of gave one. Yeah. Well, you guys need to see it on your own. I'll tell you that right yeah. now. <laughs> yeah, after all, now I mean, they already, already told them right. part of it. So. <laughs> Check it out anyway. Yeah. All right, uh, next one. So John Cusack, this happened a couple days ago, but I, I wanted to get to because I want to know what you guys think about it. So he was put on the spot about being a bandwagon White Sox fan after attending the team's win over the Astros on Sunday. A barstool writer who's previously expressed his issue with Cusack being a fan of both Chicago teams, the White Sox and the Cubs, because I feel like Cusack is all over the place as like a Cubs fan. He's known as a, you know, the Cubs fan. But he was confronted by this barstool writer outside of Guaranteed Rate Field in a video that went viral. Uh, Cusack said, I can like whoever I want. And then he went on to quiz the blogger about White Sox facts. Cusack eventually said, you know, we're just going to have to agree to disagree. And, you know, the guy's fist bumped and everything was cool. But I wanted to know, do you think it's okay to be a fan of two teams in the same city? Swipe left or swipe right, Sedano? Left. You can't do that. That's ridiculous. No. No. I mean, you can, you know, be a fan? No. Can you, like, if one team makes it, maybe could you be like, all right, you know. Because no. some teams, so, no, you're thinking through it the, the lens of the Clippers and the Lakers, Angels right? Angels and like, Dodgers. Yep. As nope. you should, yeah. Nope. Yeah, nope. And, and I, but what I would say is, like, I think that not every town is like that, right? Like, I think that, like, I know New Yorkers who, if the Giants are in it and they're Jets fans, will root for the Giants openly. Like, well, you know duh, what I mean? The like, Jets suck. I get it, um, you know, um, but what I'm saying is there, I, I, like, I, I don't care enough to really have an opinion on this, but I, I don't think you should be a fan. I think one thing is if the other team's in the championship and you want it for the city, I, I that's fine. That's passable. Mm-hmm. Like, I'll allow it. But a fan, to me, that's, that's different because you can't be a fan, fanatical of both teams. I'm going to swipe right here. I'm going to go the opposite direction. My attitude in all of this is changing as I'm getting a little bit older. I used to have this really staunch opinion. 
you're either a Jets fan or a Giants fan. You're either a Yankees fan or a Mets fan. You're either a Laker fan or a Clipper fan, et cetera, et cetera. I'm now starting to feel like in the world of fantasy sports in particular and in this in the world of wagering, like just being a fan of only one team and then hating the opposite team, um, I'm, I'm starting to soften to it. So, listen, um, I would prefer to follow the Lakers. I don't have that much interest in the Clippers. I'm very much interested in the Rams. You know about my hatred for the Chargers. But I feel like if you love Chicago and the Cubs don't make it, but you still want the White Sox to win and you're willing to go and support, I don't have the problem with that today that I used to have like 20 years ago. I don't, I don't buy it. I don't think that there's a place for it. Well, can't you do that? Like, here's an example. If you're a, uh, if you're a football fan in L.A., could you say my NFC team is the Rams, my AFC team is the Chargers? If you're a baseball fan in San Francisco, can you say my National League team is the Giants, my American League team is the A's? I mean, can, you can't do that? No, you can't do that. I don't think you can. Because, like, I, I would say my National League team is the Dodgers, but my American League team is the Indians because it's where I grew up. But, you know, I'm also trying to support the city that I live in now. But it's not, you know, I don't think that I could be an Angels fan and a Dodgers fan. I, don't, I just don't think that works. Mm-hmm. Do we have time for one more? Um, sure. One more. Go ahead. (laughs) All right. Really quick here. A lightning delay during Sunday night's Bills Chiefs game forced the teams off the field for more than an hour. And Michelle Tafoya reported the Bills players weren't thrilled about the food in the locker room during the break. She said, quote, they're eating sandwiches, although a couple have complained to me that there's too much peanut butter on the sandwiches. It's like 70-30 with the jelly, so they're not enjoying them as much. So then the great peanut butter and jelly debate soon went viral with everyone weighing in, including Chiefs quarterback Patrick Mahomes, who said, quote, I'm definitely more peanut butter, man. Jelly, to me, is just kind of the accent that they can give me a little different flavor to make it a PB&J, but definitely more of a peanut butter guy. Do you agree with Mahomes that PB&J should be more peanut butter than jelly? Swipe left or swipe right, Cap? I'm going to swipe right. But here's the thing. Creamy peanut butter with strawberry jelly should be approximately, this is just my, my approximation here, it should be 55 peanut butter and 45 jelly. That is my thought on this, okay? 55 peanut butter. 45 jelly you don't want to overwhelm it with jelly you don't want the jelly falling out the side of the sandwich but you also don't want to be like you don't want to have like too much peanut butter in your mouth 55 creamy peanut butter 45 strawberry jelly that's my percentage i don't love jelly to begin with um so let's say that on the front end so i would say that uh the less jelly is better for me so whatever that is i don't remember i don't know So you agree with patrick mahomes yeah so i'm swiping right with patrick mahomes yes more peanut butter less peanut butter is way more healthy for you than jelly well i'm gonna go with the bill's locker room and say that i'm i would say my my ratio is 70 30 uh jelly over peanut butter but i'm not gonna lie i would like if both sides have peanut butter on it with just a whole bunch of jelly in the middle Love you it. ever have those uh, the little things that they get? Uncrustables? You... Yes, they're delicious. Yeah. What are they called? Uncrustables. Uncrustables. So man, good. are those good. So those good. are good, man. And I think that's about a 50-50 ratio. But the thing is, that's peanut butter with grape jelly. I haven't seen one with strawberry jelly. They do have strawberry ones, but I, I prefer the grape jelly. Yeah, those are good. They're so soft. Mm, they're good. All right, that is uh, Radio Tinder each and every day at 530. All right, quick break. Uh, I want to get to I want to get to this Mace, Mason thing. Excuse me, I almost uh, lost my. Just almost uh, throw up on the air. No, I just had like a, like I was gonna hiccup. 
mm-hmm. but like I caught it. It was mm-hmm. very weird. Yeah. Um, so anyway, nonetheless, I want to get to this Mason thing. Mason did this thing today that we have to discuss, but I think I'm going to save it for six o'clock because I don't want to do it in a short segment. Um, cause I feel like it needs to breathe is the way I would describe it. <laughs> so, um, like me, like I needed to breathe there, but so let's do this coming up next. You know, we talked a lot about John Gruden over the last couple of days, but we have yet to really talk about what the Raiders need to do moving forward. Um, mm-hmm. they have an interim coach, but they're going to need to hire a coach. So let's do that on the other side. Um, let's get to that and let's save the Mason story for six o'clock. The story you're not going to want to miss. We'll get to all that coming up. Stick around. Is there something else with the new kids in the block that I'm not familiar with? No, I just ran out of time to get a song. Oh, okay. <laughs> I mean, that's fair. I was just wondering. So anywho, do we still have people on hold that want to talk about this dating thing? We do have Marlon in L.A. who wants to talk about it. All right, l- let's do that. We were talking earlier about, uh, Lindsay, just recap people real quick on the dating conversation we were having. On whether or not um, um, people want to split. When you're going on a date, if you should split the bill or if somebody should just pay for it or at least offer to. Fair enough. Right. And it was started because of... Um, Tamar Braxton, who's like a reality show star. She tweeted about it. Right. And she's Tony Braxton's sister, you said? Yes. Okay. I'm not familiar with her, so that's why. But... Um, is she on the Housewives shows or something? They had a show called The Braxtons, and it was kind of, you know, it was about uh, her and Tony Braxton. You know, I was think, it on VH1 or something? Yeah, one of those. VH1 or E. Oh, okay. You know, those um, reality But yeah, shows. nonetheless, I think it's an interesting point because, Laura, you are on a different island on this, right? I think it depends how long you've been dating the person. The first date, guys pay. Maybe second. Yeah. But then after, it could be okay. Yeah. I'm old school. I'm I'm paying all day. Um, in general, I'll Venmo I mean, you or sell you. Be like, yo, thanks for the date, dude. <laughs> I'm I'm old school like that too. Like I want to pay, but I'm just gonna say right now that as a guy who loves to date, you know, well has, but now more so, I'm with a very successful woman right now. She's super successful. She's got a great business. She's got a full portfolio of real estate. I don't need to to run down her resume, but I'm just here to say she's a successful lady. And when she pays, gosh, it's a turn on. I love it. Okay. And listen, I think older dudes are, are okay with that. I just think young, young dudes can be a little... Guys know, in our wheelhouse, Lindsay. Wonky. A little mm. wonky when it comes to that. You know what Sadly. I mean? They're a little intimidated. All right, let me go. So who's on, on hold still? Marlon in LA. Marlon. Marlon, what do you got? All right, I agree with uh, Laura in the sense that once the relationship's been going on for a few years, perfectly good to go 50-50. But I agree with Braxton. If you're courting the girl those first few dates... Guy must pay. Special occasion like birthdays or Valentine's Day, guy must pay. So if it's special occasion or courting dates, guy mandatory. If you've been with her for a few years and you want to go 50-50, perfectly, perfectly okay. Okay. Fair enough. Ladies, what do you say? I mean, that's kind of been my stance. Like, it just depends where you are in the dating world. There's levels to dating, too, man. So, you know, just got to know what level you in. I mean, yeah, because if you're dating for a long time, then you start getting into, like, shared bank accounts and my money. Well, that's not dating. That's a relationship. Well, I don't know. Like, yeah, yeah, you're right. You're right. I guess there's a difference. Um, Mm -hmm. But, you know, I just I think that it's always like the thing to do if you're trying to impress a girl and if you're which you always should be when you're dating someone. I feel like they should always try to be impressing each other. Right. And you offer to pay. I, I do. I think you're trying to at least put your best foot forward. So, all right. Speaking of putting your best foot forward, the Raiders have a lot of that going on here. They're going to have to uh, certainly after this whole John Gruden debacle. But Kaplan, there's 
there's a lot of talk about, okay, you know, they got an interim coach now. Uh, his name, I want to make sure Rich I get Bisaccia. this Rich right. Basaccia. Basaccia, yes. Mm-hmm. Rich Basaccia, the special teams coach, who um, their, their general manager said what about him? So, listen, Mike Mayock, I'm sure you're familiar with his work, George, as a TV draft analyst on the NFL yeah, Network. Yeah, Ki- he used to be Mel Kuyper for the NFL Network. I got And it. now yeah. he's the Raiders general manager, and he's right. a strange dude. Okay, I've worked with him a few times at Westwood One doing NFL football games. He's a strange dude. Mike Mayock comes out today and has a press conference and says that Rich Basaccia, a 20-year NFL special teams coordinator, is, and I quote, the greatest leader I've ever been around. Not, not George, not, hey, you know, Rich Basaccia is a really experienced coach and the players all really like him. And you know what? He's a really good leader of men. He didn't say that. Quote, he is the greatest leader I've ever been around, which means that Rich Basaccia, the special teams coordinator of the Raiders, is actually a much better leader, according to the team's general manager, than the previous head coach was. Now, you tell me, does that sound like a little bit of an exaggeration? Maybe a little bit? I mean, just a bit, I would say, yes. So, yeah, the Raiders, are they going to be able to keep it together somehow? Will Derek Carr step up and become the leader of the franchise when this kid has been through a disaster of a career? When you look at what the Raider franchise has done to Derek Carr's career, it's a disaster. Will he step up and become the leader in that locker room? I mean, I'm sure he's already the leader, but will he lead the franchise? What do you think? Yeah, I I mean, look... Leading the franchise from that position is a different deal, uh, I would say. Like, one, it, it's easy. It's kind of like when you go from, I mean, in any sport, right? You go from being the assistant or the bench coach in baseball, right? Like, not everybody can make that transition, right, to being the top guy because it's just a different level of responsibility. But if I'm the Raiders, you've got to be looking, um, I think, for a fresh young face if you're the Raiders. Now, I know people are going to think we're, I'm nuts because, oh, they want to contend, this, that, and the other. Yada. I mean, I don't know. It's worked out okay for the Chargers, right? Well, yeah, I was going to think to myself, which coach currently on the Rams staff is going to get picked off by the Raiders next because year? Because they all, they all do well, it well, feels I mean, like. Right. All of Green the McVay Bay, disciples do well. Right. Green Bay, Cincinnati, San Diego. I mean, all these guys that have been picked off the Sean McVay staff they're all finding some form of success. And don't laugh about Cincinnati because they're not terrible like they usually are. You know, and they've got one of those, Sean McVay, pick them off early when they're cheap and they can be developed into real head coaches. And you see what's going on with the Chargers. I mean, listen, even I can see that Brandon Staley is a completely different character in the head coaching position. He's completely and utterly unpredictable at this phase. And nobody knows what he's really going to do. Is he going to fake on fourth down? Is he going to go for it on fourth down? What's he going to do? And so which Sean McVay assistant will get picked off by the Raiders? I mean, if the defense picks it up, Raheem Morris, right? Could be. Um, could be Kevin O'Connell. Maybe. Off- offensive coordinator. Maybe. As a possibility. Yeah. I mean, I think, I think that's part. But I, I, look, you clearly don't want to go the college route, right? Like, I mean, Urban Meyer has taught us that, yes? I would agree. Yeah. Um, not, and honestly, I don't know. I mean, Eric B how about Eric B Now you see, now that's a great call because Eric B what you'd be doing is you'd in theory be hurting the chiefs 
right. to enhance the Raiders. And here's the other thing I would do if I were the Raiders. I hate to say it like this because he's not a bad guy, but he's just, to me, he's just more of a character than he is an actual general manager. He might be doing the greatest job in the world that I don't know about, but come on, Mike Mayock, really? That reminds me of, what was the guy's name a couple years ago, George? He became the general manager of the Detroit Lions. He's a former Fox NFL analyst. Um, gosh, I can't think of his name. He's a former NFL linebacker. Matt Millen? Thank you. To me, Mike Mayock is another Matt Millen. Yeah. TV I guy who becomes a, a GM, who, and they just thinks he can do it because he did it on TV. Yeah. What do you think about him? But Matt Millen actually played, which is different. You know what I right. mean? Like, I would even say that the Mayock thing is even worse, in theory. I mean, but. look, John Lynch became the general manager straight out of the TV booth for the San Francisco 49ers, and in yeah. two years, they were in a Super Bowl. I mean, now, look, dude, bottom line is this. What do you do? Do you, do you I, I mean, like, who do you think they should hire? Do you have a person? Do you have a name? Like, we've been banding st- people about, but, like, do you have a guy? Uh, for the for the Raiders' head coaching job? Yeah. Well, I mean, listen. Um, I mean, yeah, who cares about, about Mike Mayock? Well, they'll figure that part out. You know what I mean? Like, Yeah. Do I have a name? Yeah, I got one name, but I'm biased. So, you know, this is coming straight out of my... Uh, oh, my God. Please, I know what he's going to say. Yeah. Of course. You, why wouldn't I say that? that? Listen, I'm waiting for one of my best buddies to become an NFL head coach. And so, yeah, and he's, he's positioned right now as an offensive coordinator in the NFL. You're one step away. So, yeah, go hire my boy Van Pelt. Oh, I thought you were going to say Jack Del Rio again. That's no. who I thought you were referring to. <laughs> I'm like, please don't say him again. Yeah, no, sure. Your guy Alex Van Pelt has worked with Aaron Rodgers. He's worked with a bunch of guys. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, I, that's fine. Totally. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I I thought you were going to say Jack Del Rio again. They're going to go hire him again. This is going to be like when they hired Art Shell twice. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, well, uh, if I were Mark Davis, I'd be looking back and I go, you know, Jack Del Rio did this. Oh, this for the love of God, good. don't even go there. All right, we're done here. All right, coming up next. Steve Mason had a moment today that we're going to have to discuss. You're not going to want to go anywhere. Stick around. We're back in three minutes.